give me an audio test. Check, mic check. Mic, microphone check. <laughs> Microphones. Um, all right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Strong Talk, Fort Worth Strong's premier and only podcast. Today, we are joined by the big man himself, the boss, El Jefe, the man in charge, leader of the pack, Nick Redmond. Nick, how are you today? Doing great. Excellent. Excellent. Um, look, I'm going to be upfront with you. I'm not prepared <laughs> in terms of questions, but I think the biggest question that I have for you mm -hmm. is clearly you have this goal in mind of wanting to start this gym and provide this fitness service to the people of Fort Worth. What is your personal goal? with fitness now okay. now that life is becoming more and more about fitness every single day yeah yeah and it's been something that's continued to evolve since i really kind of found out this was my passion after sports in college um currently it's getting back to more of a performance-based training so really enjoying adding some new things i'm currently going through a, a certification um through the Titleist Performance Institute. Um, I'm a terrible golfer, but uh, I love the sport and I love playing. It's it's a good kind of leisure activity. Um, so all my training is kind of based off making me a better mover, a better golfer right now. Excellent, excellent. And how is that, how often do you reassess and reevaluate your own personal goals mm -hmm. inside of fitness? That's a great question. Probably when I feel like I'm getting to just a stalemate in my training. Mm. If I can mm. notice that my, my motivation's lacking or that I just I feel like I'm I'm kinda going through the motions, then it's time to kinda check in and see what's going on. Cause I never struggled with making it to the gym. It's always been a priority and it's just kind of something that will always be um, something I won't miss, but it's definitely I can tell when there's these these peaks and valleys and I imagine in a year golf may not mean anything to me and it may be <laughs> going back to, to bodybuilding or yeah. CrossFit or whatever it is mm -hmm. um, but yeah it's uh, it's something when I notice that I just I feel like I I lack the motivation and mm -hmm. it's probably time to reassess yeah I think that's a big marker of growth and maturity in terms of relationship to fitness is that it isn't this thing that we put ourselves into in order to become better it's a supplement for our lives so it's like we we have drives and goals and whatever we want to achieve and then our fitness routine can reflect that perfectly do you find that sports was the thing that brought you into fitness or were you someone who was like always active even growing up and then sort of fell into sports and so on <laughs> yeah absolutely I uh playing as a kid um kids in the neighborhood or my brothers um it was always about making everything a game making everything a competition so uh, and then there was a formal sport through high school and intramurals in college and that's where I really kind of find found the gym more so um so yeah it's a, a pretty stereotypical way of kind of getting into it which mm -hmm. i was fortunate to be as active as i was as a kid and my dad was a big influence he uh 
through the military he was bodybuilding for the longest time and I just mm. around that time I was I was really young but kind of seeing those those days and those pictures of, of how dedicated he was it was something that I kind of followed suit after college um, and then found out that's not how I wanted to train but um, yeah all of that played into to my fitness journey I guess do you find that as your sort of growth and change in fitness comes your sort of idealized picture of how your body looks and moves changes as well because I imagine you know growing up and obsessing over Arnold Schwarzenegger or Ronnie Coleman and wanting to look like a gigantic pizza slice with 40 inch quads or whatever Um, and that can then change obviously because someone who is a bodybuilder may not be the most athletic or successful golfer due to mobility or range of motion or something like that yeah you nailed it I think yeah there was definitely a good period of time where it was just all about size and aesthetics and Mm -hmm. things that looking back it's funny now because and maybe that's showing my age um turning 30 and then really diving into golf and like well you know i heard it for the longest time growing up about things that just start to change Mm -hmm. and you know the energy's still there the passion's still there um but the the body does react and move differently now so so kind of diving into that has been fun too seeing Mm -hmm. what i can still get away with while also having the wisdom not to push it too far Mm -hmm. And do you feel, do you personally feel like 30 is old? No, not at all. Good. No, I, I, there is definitely a distinction between where I'm at now. And maybe that's the years of from like 20 to mm-hmm. the past 10 years or whatever that has led to having to deal with some of the consequences of the training style or the, just the amounts of training I was doing when I was mm-hmm. younger, I guess. Um, but no, I still feel good. I still yeah. feel feel like I can do a lot of things um it's just a matter of figuring out what is yeah. worth it yeah and I think even in, in in reassessing fitness regimes and what works the best and as we get older the thing that I've found for me is like oh wow I don't need to work out for two hours a day mm. for six days a week yeah. and take yeah. one active rest where I'm still like running around I think about when I was like 22 and being able to do that and then come in and just crush in the yeah, gym yeah. nonstop, and it's insane. It's mm. a, it's absolute um, youthful energy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And now, um, do you find that with the work, do you do you sort of fall into a, an analysis paralysis of your own training, and that things can sort of become even more stalled because you have that knowledge? behind it and it's oh god what's the the dunning kruger effect mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. of now you know how much you don't know and yeah. so then yeah. it becomes like oh crap what do i need to do now to definitely there's there's been times where i've run into that now that i've been programming for years for myself for the gym for clients um all of it's kind of an experiment like there's definitely like a an end goal but mm-hmm. there's not one path to, to get to that goal so Mm-hmm. Um, bouncing around, there was a, a time I there's just challenges that I like kind of find that I like to take on. So that was running for a little bit. Um, there was a long bike ride. Um, did my first century ride. So a lot of the training leading up to that would at least kind of steer me in different directions. But um, I think that's part of, of avoiding 
getting mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. that trap, I guess. Yeah. And are you someone who likes to dive in fully or take a dip? Uh, for example, if you were going to do a triathlon, mm-hmm. is your idea in your head, okay, I'm going to train for this triathlon so that I will do an Ironman? Mm-hmm. Or is it, I'm interested in training, I'll do a half try. And once I do that, cool, then I can see where I feel and move on from there. Yeah, I, I wish it was the latter. I, uh, <laughs> no, I definitely am an all-in or all-out kind of person. Um, or at least I was. I'm trying to trying to get better at it. But that's a goal I had set at the beginning of this year, actually, was to try to incrementally grow to where I could do uh, a massive task like an Ironman mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, even then, I kind of bit off more than I could chew with mm-hmm. with the training that was going into it because I didn't want to have my other training sacrificed with the strength and the, mm-hmm. the CrossFit because I still wanted to, to work out with the, the coaches up here because mm-hmm. um, most of their style of training was a um, yeah most of the things that were done inside the gym and so I was doing an hour inside the gym I was doing training outside the gym with the amount of time you put in you have to put into like the endurance sport mm-hmm. and it just kind of wreaked havoc and so later into this year um, started to deal with some of those nagging injuries and mm-hmm. that's kind of when I made that switch like okay well let's just take it easy not that the, the golf training is easy necessarily but the, the performance and the the mobility and the things that I'm, I'm ha- kind of having to take mm-hmm. some of these steps back are, yeah. are definitely paying off and it certainly requires a different type of endurance yeah. to play golf yeah. uh, <laughs> least, of, least of all the frustration when you hit Mental a ball yeah, and it absolutely. doesn't go where you want it to go yeah. um you were talking about this all-in and all-out personality trait. In order to keep it in this sort of binary, what is a positive aspect about that, and then what is an aspect that you wish was different about it? Okay. Um, for you, at least. The positive, I think, is what's driven it for a long time, is just the probably the goal accomplishment, or like seeing that... Uh, or I guess seeing it through like if, mm-hmm. I, if I set a goal and it means something to me and it has to then you know I can put all my chips on the table and, and mm-hmm. go all in on it um, on the other side it sometimes can be a waste of time sometimes it can mm-hmm. um, be just a kind of a frustrating outcome mm-hmm. or yeah it can damage even relationships that I'm in mm-hmm. um, yeah does that create expectations of people that you have relationships with of I'm all in and all out so I you should be too or you could be too or these shoulds and woulds that we often tell ourselves that are lies yeah yeah Yeah. I think yeah that's definitely part of it and in relation to the gym like with the team there's a a standard that Mm -hmm. I think I uh, try to uphold and, and set an example and then sometimes it may not be communicated well but it's an almost an expectation that's set with people that are involved with the gym and mm-hmm. um, I don't it's it's not always a, a positive thing but um, it's definitely a characteristic of of Fort Worth Strong or at least how I operate within Fort Worth Strong so mm-hmm. um, yeah I think balance is important um, but I kind of tip the scale mm-hmm. back and forth um, if that makes sense I guess yeah. so yeah. It's it's for me it's been tough to find ba- balancing mm-hmm. multiple things at once because I'm always I try to stay focused and on a narrow path towards one yeah. thing 
at a time. And I imagine it's difficult when when it feels so good to be all in on whatever it is, mm -hmm. but then to fight that impulse of going to the completely all out of I'm even thinking of relationships of like oh, cut and run or yeah. like you did this one thing and so now it's com it's changed our relationship forever and I'm never going to go back to the way it was so how can we find that balance of yeah. recognizing and understanding changes and growths when they happen in people but not um, not allowing pride, ego, whatever you want to call it be the thing that sort of pulls us away mm -hmm. and diminishes the quality of a relationship mm -hmm. or of in any capacity person to person uh, with ourselves or with a community as as a whole yeah because now you are the head honcho and you do so much i would call behind the scenes work mm -hmm. because there's more admin less communication and face to face with individual um, members of our gym mm -hmm. what is <laughs> what is something that you want the massive amounts of people who are listening to this <laughs> to, <laughs> to know that you to know that you do all six um, of you thank you <laughs> all six yes yes thanks mom <laughs> um but what's something that yeah what's something that you do that may not be seen or understood that it is you doing it but we can take this moment to be like yeah it's nick yeah let's go nick mm. um so i'm still all in mm. on this thing <laughs> i will be for a while uh it's just an evolution i uh i don't know if there's one thing necessarily but it's always my thought process <laughs> like as soon as i wake up to when i go to sleep while i'm asleep mm. there's periods of time i'll wake up and i'll sit there for an hour um, in a healthy way, I guess. But mm -hmm. I, I'm constantly thinking of how to improve this place and create better relationships among the team. Mm -hmm. um, that will trickle down into creating a better community. Yeah. Um, in whatever fashion that looks like. So, creating more opportunity in the gym mm -hmm. to try new things. Um, so I don't have really the ability to talk to everybody as much as I'd like to on the member side of things. But, um. I'm always brainstorming, trying to mm -hmm. trying to deliver a better service. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a a stellar team that does that, and just finding ways to continue to improve what I do, so I can find ways to improve what what everyone else does that's involved. Yeah, that's awesome. How long in the timeline of things from this moment right now, going all the way back to the idea? Of Fort Restaurant, the yeah. origins of Fort Restaurant, Fort Restaurant colon origins. What is how? What is that timeline? How long has it been yeah. since idea to this moment? Conception. Right now? Um, yeah, I could go through kind of a, a an overview of what that was. So, mm -hmm. my previous gym, this was which I had been at for a couple of years, but I think it was 2018. I was training. Um, Tom's ex-wife and we had probably been training for about six months. Tom was kind of dropping in, doing his own thing in open gym. And there would be periods of time like we've got here to where class would end and there would be maybe a couple PT sessions going or sometimes mm -hmm. it would be nobody. And it kind of frustrated Tom yeah. as he was just a member, but he was, I think he wanted some more people to, without taking class, to kind of 
communicate with and, and or collaborate with. He was like, why isn't anybody in this gym? And he would ask me that multiple times. And then he uh, was just kind of somebody that was always thinking about starting and doing new things. So he was running his property management company at the time. He was wanting to explore some other things. He loved the fitness side. He was also into martial arts at the time. But um, as I would be typically the only person there in the morning, we would just kind of catch up and, and talk about those things. And so one day he just kind of threw the idea out there that he wanted to potentially start a gym. And of course I had plans and thoughts and had been something I wanted to do for years. So mm-hmm. I as well <laughs> was like, yeah, let's, uh, let's sit down and talk about it. And I think from the fall of 2018 to the fall of 2019 was just a year of um, planning, preparing, um, some ups and downs. We had a, a contract, couple contracts fall through with, with spaces which ended up being a blessing because I love where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of this divine timing thing. We had troubles with the city of, of getting our occupancy and getting our um, our place basically up and running for a gym and not, not what it was built out for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 2019 in October we opened. About four six months into it of course we hit the crisis or the, the pandemic and we were shut down for two months um which was absolutely a catalyst for the gym it was of course tough for everybody at the time um, we had rented out some equipment for the time we were down for the remaining members that were were left standing and we did a lot of online only online training really so on the personal training side of things with the few clients we had some of the coaches still were able to manage writing out workouts, maybe sending them some um, more things in detail. And then for the group, me and Kyle would come up here on a daily basis. We would work out and then we would film whatever the program was for the day. And so mm-hmm. kept people engaged. We did some, we did a cook off. We did um, a trivia night. We did a couple other things that mm-hmm. managed, I guess, for the time being. And so when we opened back up throughout that, that two month period, a new individual training had to kind of be the the key route. So mm-hmm. we kept group as small as we could. Um, that made sense. And then our focus for 2020 was building our personal training and nutrition program. And mm-hmm. since that point, we've been able to grow both. Um, I love our hybrid option to where mm-hmm. we've got some flexibility in people having a coach, but then also having the frequency of, of jumping into group setting. So, yeah. so 2021 has just kind of been yeah, an acceleration. It's been just growing on top of what we were able to do at the end of 2020. And then 2022, yeah, keeping the, the gas pedal down. Yes, yes, pedal to the metal the whole time. I think that's bewildering for me to think that, you know, coming up on my one year, yeah, and even still it only being about three years, because for those who haven't been in yet, you walk into this gym and it feels like um, uh, it feels like a Fort Worth staple at this point. It feels like there are the community that we've created here feels much older and well lived in than the only the mm-hmm. time that it's been mm-hmm. um, created. When and I think that's a testament to both you and Tom and everyone. Um, everyone so far who's been an incredible both member and coach and just kind of bolstering this community is into what it is now yeah. which is yeah. very exciting and I think I would I don't want to speak for you but I imagine an unforeseen positive of this whole not even just 
mid post COVID 2020, but just the idea of starting a gym. I don't think walking in, you think of the, the impact on a community in individualized level that it would, that it does and did create. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the more I get separated to, um, not that my time spent is any less, but yeah, being removed from coaching classes and, and doing the personal training, which for the impact that I want to have is, is somewhat of a necessity because there is time spent doing the things that, that create that growth. Um, yeah, I uh, forget what I was going with that. But. <laughs> it, has, it has petered off into the ephemera. Oh, I did have a question. Yeah. So for programming Mm -hmm. for all of our personal trainers who are listening to this all of our people who are interested in what it takes to own and operate and live in the gym lifestyle what is (laughs) what is your 101 go-to top programming tip that you would give to every either aspiring personal trainer aspiring coach or coaches who are looking to sort of mm-hmm. reignite their passion for programming it's a fantastic question i uh i do think it's one of the most important things i would say on the technical side of things at mm-hmm. least but knowing what you're working towards i guess mm-hmm. having having some sort of end goal Mm-hmm. or at least landmark and working backwards from that and and what does it look like what steps are necessary to get to that point so in our group setting it helps because we've created these staple workouts um, throughout the year such as our trifecta event which is an endurance event we've got a wit games um, which was established while we were shut down we had an online competition our lift off um, which is a strength event and so these these different things that require different um, skills I guess and abilities but they are open to everybody and at least on a, a ability level they at least create some sort of landmark again to kind of create the programming and base it around that so mm-hmm. some people may have different goals may have no interest in competing at, on any level but um, it at least gives some structure to the group side of programming. Mm-hmm. So. And you asked this question to us in our staff meeting this last week. And so I want to ask it to you as well. Yeah. Describe to me your ideal day. Mm-hmm. How would you, how would, what would your ideal day look like? Yeah. And this was an exercise and that's kind of in relation to what we were just talking about at mm-hmm. least the programming so having that that end goal but this was an exercise I went through when I opened the gym because I uh, I work with a mentor and he was trying to establish at least how do you know when you're successful and this was this is kind of what that looked like and I had the hardest time it's like mm-hmm. I have no idea what this will look like in a year or two years five years um, so as of today a perfect day I'm pretty dang close to it I like exactly where I'm at mm-hmm. I think Yesterday, for example, I got up and I was able to spend two hours working on myself, which is kind of part of the routine. So that may involve readings for the gym. I'm currently going through that certification, but it just feels like productive time. I can deem like it's it's my time. And then by eight thirty, nine o'clock, I show up at the gym and it's 100% about 
what I can do for the gym. Um, I had a consultation, so I got to meet with the new client. Still, so still getting to do some of those things to where, as a new person comes in, I get to talk about them. I get to talk about the gym, um, our team, and then get them onboarded. Um, at one o'clock, I trained and spent yeah a good hour, hour and a half working out. After that, we've got a coach out this week, so even better, I got to coach. So coached two afternoon classes, so I got a little bit of everything. Um, and it was a full day and I feel like I was fulfilled within that day mm. and go home still with some time to spend um, yeah doing things that I love to do so. mm. and that's a good follow-up question to that I think it becomes very easy myself included to put everyone in Fort Worth Strong in the Fort Worth Strong gym box in my head. Yeah. Compartmentalized there. Like, oh, these are my gym people. These are the people that all I know about them is that they like to work out and they are gym goers. Mm-hmm. What is what is something that people both here and again, our quintillion listeners, as we're the most popular podcast ever, um, are all of our listeners at home may not necessarily know about you of how you either like to spend your time or just something about you that they not they may not know so just some some free time activities and yeah what what how do you spend your time and find fulfillment outside of the gym yeah i uh very very goal oriented so i have a hard time sitting still i do love to I think there's got to be a certain like accomplishment before and which is before I like yeah rectify saying like okay I can binge watch whatever on this couch and sit here so there, there are definitely days like that but um, I love to move so I like doing things that yeah just require being active so even if it's going out and doing something um, you know golf's now a pastime mm-hmm. um, like we mentioned but um, no longer have my dog so now I get to walk Millie Cynthia's dog and get out with that dog but um reading is a big part of time spent outside of the gym um i love to continue to learn um but there yeah there's i guess not specific routine things that i do mm-hmm. besides just stay moving mm-hmm. continue to learn and then on the opposite side of that it's yeah just completely kick my feet up and, yes. and do nothing what was the last thing that you binge watched and I'm talking like sat episode, down episode, episode. yeah mm. couldn't, been a couldn't stop had to tell yourself I need to stop because I need to be responsible <laughs> uh, there's been a few recently Peaky Blinders mm. we ran through that pretty quickly um, I'm trying to think of a couple other shows definitely um, Yellowstone Oh yes, was very one of those very popular. Caught up with that. Um, a random one. I don't even know if I remember the name of it. On Netflix. Um, shoot, yeah, I have to come back to you on that. I don't mm. remember. Uh, you know what? Let's play the game. Describe what happens. Yeah, in so it. it's see if it's we can set it out. in basically it's England for sure, uh-huh. and there's the Danes which are kind of like the Vikings. Yes. And they just wreak havoc on Uh these, um, yeah, kingdoms throughout England. And basically they just go to war for four seasons and it's just back and forth. Um, Dang, 
it's gonna bug me but uh, yeah I don't remember the name of it but it was it was intriguing because you've got like this this small kingdom that grows into this big Mm. empire and then they get stripped down and then they're split in half and it's just yeah is it Vikings? no it's um yeah it's it's a Netflix series but I don't remember oh, interesting sounds good it sounds, is it's good yes are you a historic do you like history are you a I do I love person? westerns I love historic um, mm-hmm. especially in that setting mm-hmm. seeing yeah the wars fought on ground uh, yes. I can't even imagine where oh my god <laughs> you're no. running with a shield and a, a sword and no masses <laughs> no thank you like a big no, thank huddle you. Yeah. I think it's a hilarious question to ask of like if you could live, do you feel like you were born in the wrong time? Or if you could live in a different time, what time period would you live in? And I think that's hilarious and misguided <laughs> because there are so many things about the world that we live in right now that everybody takes for granted. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Internet. Yeah. Are you really prepared to give up the internet to yeah. live in 1950s? Yeah. Like, is that something you're really prepared to do? Electricity. Electri- <laughs> electricity. Plumbing. The ideas of social sciences and psychology you know i think of like now we have the compassion to understand um mental health Mm -hmm. even not as much as we could but even now the ideas of mental health but if you went back even 50 years you'd be locked away if you had any type of mental I'm speaking outside of, outside of my scope of practice and my knowledge so I'm going to stop before I do something or say something that I will regret because this is going to live forever yeah. now that we're online yeah. um, the commitment that you have for this gym and the commitment that you have both in your life is that something that comes to you naturally or were you did you have to work to build that level of commitment and setting goals and attaining those goals mm-hmm. I think it's I've always had some level of like um, work ethic, I guess, in a way. Like, it, if I found something that was important to me, it was just, it, I guess, it was a natural simplicity to like to sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, like after school, after college, at least, um, there, it took some work. I didn't. I think a lot of it too was just like I didn't know what the alternative would be. Mm-hmm. I think uh, putting pressure on myself in a way to see these things through but also always having like a paranoia that mm-hmm. yeah I don't I don't know what the alternative would be mm. if I if I didn't right put everything into it um so yeah the the motivation consistency things like that definitely take work it's not mm-hmm. easy whatsoever mm-hmm. and do you is that something that t- was also nurtured from childhood like were your parents people who were also very goal oriented and sort of pushed you or encouraged you to create goals and stick to goals and strive for that that type of greatness mm-hmm. I uh yeah I don't want to say so my dad was definitely a, a hard worker my step all of them were were hard workers um but it was in a different capacity so my dad's worked for american airlines for 30 plus years so he's mm-hmm. been in a, a union and and yeah he, he set a great example as mm-hmm. far as like it, you gotta be committed and put in the time to mm-hmm. see 
the reward. And yeah. uh, but as far as like taking risk, that's something that's been unexplored in my family whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think some of the opportunities I've just been afforded, um, whether they were something I created or not, it's been a blessing to at least like kind of dive into something that is uncharted. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of this does seem to be on my own in a way, not, not when it comes to like the team and, and Tom and the help that I've had, but more so just like when I have questions or struggles, I don't know, at least within my family, there's, there's not somebody like I turn to, to say like, Hey, here's what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. What would you do? It's, yeah. um, and I'm sure they'd be able to help, but they mm-hmm. just don't have the same understanding. So. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's this bizarre not even a double-edged sword not even a catch-22 or it's because because uh, I've had a, I had a, a similar upbringing and in terms of uh, career paths um, but this idea that every question or concern that my family is ha- that has the capacity to answer has answered for me mm-hmm. or has done that so now it's moving into this area of new questions that I maybe don't even think to ask them because I don't think that they would know or even know what to do, mm-hmm. or it is things that are through no fault of their own, but completely outside of their purview yeah, of like, yeah. and then who do we turn to when we have questions for the, and then the people we have asked questions uh, yeah. before are, we know for a fact would not have that answer yeah, that yeah. we're looking for. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think... Part of the hesitation too to mm-hmm. if I if a problem surfaces or if there's just something I'm stressed about and would like to, mm-hmm. to talk about it. Some of the times I'll solve it with just expressing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely those people that I can talk to and just like get things out in the open mm. um, to kind of articulate it. But I remember, and this isn't meant to be a negative thing, but I remember early on when I got into training, I started actually as a general management in a general man- management position at an Anytime Fitness locally. Mm. Uh, which is really kind of where it all grew and started but um, it was not taken well at least for a little bit and, I, and there's still some hesitation because there is a lot of risk you know I don't have and for my parents generation it was something it's like you know you get into a job that's going to create stability so you've got um, the perks that come along with it so you want to have this job for a long time you want to mm-hmm. be able to plan for your retirement make sure you've got the insurance that you need which is of course all truly important that, yeah um my first job out of school i had none of those things so it was mm-hmm. just kind of a um a risk from the get-go that they didn't necessarily see eye to eye on so. yeah and i'm at and i there is this uh, a generational shift or a conflict of interest i suppose from people our age and people younger than us and then with people who are older than us as well of this idea that of the difference between a journey and a destination Mm -hmm. where it's been for so long it was always very destination focused of just nose to the grindstone do what you got to do now so you can set yourself up for success later on in life Mm -hmm. and then do what you want to do later then whereas now we're getting to that point of that's great and I want to do that but I also want to enjoy my the process of getting to it mm-hmm. for all of its ups and downs of, and again not wanting to speak for you, but to me, 
choosing the the career path that I've chosen and that I want to choose to do anything else would feel like um, spitting in the face of my own integrity mm-hmm. of like this is not I wouldn't want to do something that I'm not passionate about or mm-hmm. not be able to give myself to it fully because then what's the point what's mm-hmm. the point of doing something like that if you're yeah. not going to have some type of passionate drive behind it mm-hmm. and I, that, I mean I think that's one of the greatest things you can have I think mm-hmm. it's one of the something that everybody hopefully can mm-hmm. have in their lifetime at once is, mm-hmm. is truly being driven by something that they are fully passionate about and, mm-hmm. and believe in um, yeah that's, that's not uh, it doesn't cause problems or conflict in the world mm-hmm. I guess I'll say that yeah. but um, yeah I'm just having the ability to chase that mm-hmm. so. and for some that does look like a you know, a job that is a lot more consistent I guess yeah so and, that, and yeah. That's, there's nothing wrong with that I think now I've just kind of gained an appreciation for betting on myself and, and kind of gambling mm-hmm. a little bit yeah and I think too certainly when I was younger it was a lot of like uh, F the system man I'm gonna do exactly what I want to do and like who cares uh, but as I'm getting older it is starting to understand of like it's many paths up the same mountain like yeah. if you, the path that you want to choose is a stable job so that then you have the time to explore what you want to explore and mm-hmm. keep hobbies as leisure hobbies and um, find those passions and keep those passions in that way or you want to dive full in and pursue your passion as a career path as well and or even alternating and zooming out and not even focusing on a career and focusing just on living life I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. yeah as long as it's not intentionally or actively hurting someone else yeah. I say go for it yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah um, final question what is your advice it's a two-parter what is your advice you would give to your younger self any age and then what is the advice you would give to someone who is yearning to find their passion I'll start with the advice for for others mm-hmm. um, if that yeah if that's something you're you're questioning and or just I guess not having the direction that mm-hmm. you would like is really just just kind of getting out there and doing as much as you can I guess mm-hmm. um, in a sense of like trying different things mm-hmm. you know, getting in different industries or hobbies or whatever that looks like because it's again at this point day and age you can if it's income wise you can make money pretty mm-hmm. much doing anything yeah that you love because um, if other people see that you're passionate about it um, you or can capture the story and share it with others uh, it's it's something that you can create a livelihood around mm-hmm. most likely um, as far as advice for my younger self then there's probably little decisions that I made that ended up being big decisions, mm-hmm. um, but it's all been a path and journey that's led me here, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. I think something I'm working on currently is exploring more into why I am the way I am, or mm-hmm. yeah, just some of the, the things of maybe how I handle situations or 
because leadership something that's on my mind a lot too, mm-hmm. uh, being in the position I am now. And it requires a lot or certain traits. And yeah, so dealing with certain things within that, I'm trying to reflect on like, well, why do I have certain thought processes? So I think maybe starting that earlier, so mm-hmm. or as early as I really could, mm-hmm. instead of a lot of the time, yeah, maybe ignoring signs or mm-hmm. maybe just just kind of holding on to them without really ever addressing certain issues um, is something that I wish I managed better when I was younger, I guess, to lead me to, yeah, a more, a more wise 30-year-old Nick, a version mm-hmm. of Nick. So. Mm-hmm. Be- making it a much more conscious choice versus mm-hmm. a circumstantial yeah. of yeah. like, oh, I said something or did something I regret. Yeah. What? why did I do that yeah. um, and then versus now being like oh I wonder what's the nature of my own thought process yeah. or how it was raised and all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. So I think at some point things just kind of come to a head so mm-hmm. well and I it's a, it's a it's an unfair question to ask really because we are meant to learn the things when we are meant to learn them mm-hmm. and no matter what backwards thinking we can do will ever change that yeah, so yeah um nick thank you so much both for being on the podcast and also for creating this place where we all can express ourselves in a physical manner that is um conducive for growth and glory so thank you for that absolutely i appreciate you mentioning i appreciate I didn't know you weren't prepared. This seemed like it was <laughs> well thought out and you were ready to go. Whew, um, all right. <laughs> no, this is fun. I'm excited to, to sit down and continue mm. to do these things. Um, yes. Because I do definitely have a talent for sitting here and, and yes. interviewing and <laughs> making it exciting. Um, so, yes. yeah, until and next time. next episode, we'll talk about your golf swing. Yeah, and how to, about the improvements. And how terrible it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everyone. And be sure to like and subscribe. And you can follow Nick on Instagram at Nick Redmond. Yeah, it's with a little C. Uh, Nick C. Redmond. Nick C. C. What does the C stand for? Cool. Chase. Chase. Middle name, yeah. Ch- Nick Chase Redmond. Yeah. Nick Catch Redmond. <laughs> Nick B. Redmond. <laughs> okay. I'm running out of things. Um, thank you all. Be sure to like and subscribe for the all of the Fort Worth Strong updates and have a wonderful, wonderful day.